friends, you are going to laugh your pants off when you hear how today's episode was inspired. Today, I'm delving into navigating stressful situations in the business world for your health to sustain your success. Let's go. Hey friend, welcome to the Sustain Your Success podcast. This is the place where we do the inner work for entrepreneurs, finally discover how to sustain your success, truly surrender and enjoy life to its fullest. Hi, I'm Dr. Liana Rodriguez. I'm a business success mentor for high performance entrepreneurs like you and a specialist at unlocking your next level with ease. My background in medicine trained me to see the bigger picture when you can't. As a 2-4 splenic projector, I intuitively piece the big picture together for you and get to the root of what's holding you back. It's time to finally create a sustainable energetic strategy for your business and biotune your way into a balanced masculine and feminine flow. So grab your headphones and your favorite drink. It's time to upgrade your mindset and truly enjoy your next level of success. All right, so today we're delving into navigating stressful situations in your health. I want you to know I'm totally in this chat GPT rabbit hole with everyone else. It's mind-blowing, and it's interesting, you know, when you do market research for a niche, whatever it is you're doing, and you come across, like, the questions that are being asked on the internet and the advice that's also being given. It's just... It's crazy. It blows my mind. So apparently people have been searching for answers to the question, is entrepreneurship bad for your health? And that was the first time I'd ever seen that question asked. Honestly, anywhere. I'd never heard anyone ask that before. Any entrepreneur is not a stranger to stress, but to say that it's bad for your health is kind of next level and that would mean that it's so stressful it's bad for your health or unless you're an entrepreneur and you're in some sort of business that is directly affecting your health like you you handle toxins right I mean we're not talking about that we're talking about the perceived mental and emotional stress that comes along with being a business owner so we all know that There's no avoiding stress. There's really only managing it. And how well you manage it, in my opinion, is honestly what truly dictates how well you do in your business. And I say that because you're going to have to make decisions, navigate partnerships, guide employees, all under stress. And another question that I see being asked is, is entrepreneurship stressful? And, you know, when I see that, I'm like, well, isn't just life in general stressful? (laughs) But I shouldn't really judge because now as I'm elbow deep in entrepreneurship, I realize that I had no clue how starting a business could be one of the most stressful things that you could do, especially if you weren't raised in that environment, like a family owned business or watching your parents run their operation The jump from being an employee with a comfortable security blanket of a recurring paycheck, 401k, health insurance, which in my mind now was a false sense, but jumping 
into the land where you suddenly become radically responsible and starkly cognizant of the fact that you now are a creator of the majority of your external circumstances. And before we go another layer deeper, well, we're going to go layers deeper. I just want you to know that this is something that I've been through personally and something that I still do actively practice is how to navigate stressful situations and redirect and reorient myself in the moment. This is also something that I help coach other entrepreneurs on as well, not just with somatic practices, but also with mindset as you navigate what's holding you back from achieving the level of success or the feeling that you want to feel at the level of success you're at, we may bump up against some subconscious limiting beliefs or some early inner childhood wounds, right? We might come up against some really deep layers of things that are holding you back from allowing yourself to be seen with online marketing or being the next level version of yourself that you need to be and really who your soul craves you to be. Let's hop on a call. The link to my calendar is in the show notes and let's see what kind of magic we can create together. All right, so another question that I saw asked in market research was, like I said earlier, is entrepreneurship bad for your health? And I have to wonder if this is actually true, right? Because most entrepreneurs have dysregulated nervous systems and they're in sympathetic driven states so they can stay in this get shit done mode, right? Then there's adrenal dysfunction and broken sleep patterns. And so I have to say the answer to whether entrepreneurship is bad for your health is that it depends, right? With hands up in the air on where you are in your personal and spiritual journey. What I found is that biohacking or what I love to call biotuning, forward thinking health entrepreneurs are the ones who went through massive amounts of stress and find that they need more sustainable health practices. So they're the ones who are delving more into this, you know, the whole root cause medicine world, functional medicine world, the biohackers paradise and all the things. So the way that you navigate stressful situations is by really getting yourself to a place of emotional alignment. Because the term emotional intelligence is somewhat of an oxymoron. You know, when emotions run high, intelligence can go very, very low. And this is a concept that I started working on inside one of my mentorships with Melanie Ann Layer. And it's a concept that I apply to every area of my life. However, when it came to entrepreneurship, I realized that I really needed to get a handle on my emotions. So that stressful situations, even the slightest of them, wouldn't throw me off. And this was because I knew that I had to manage my health. Imagine if you had very little control over your emotions and every little thing that could potentially come up gets you all worked up and raises your blood pressure, spikes your cortisol levels and throws your emotions for a loop. Then couple that with not being able to manage your emotions 
or really understand how to clear them and process them so that you could go on about your day and be able to relate to other people, right? Whether it's clients, colleagues, your family, friends, in a way that's a regulated state, right? A more balanced state. And I'm not just talking about the things that throw you off that are bad. I'm talking about also good things because there can be really, really big highs and it can throw your nervous system into like a sympathetic driven state and you can almost feel anxiety because actually anxiety and excitement are somewhat of a similar frequency. So learning to manage my emotions was a really big step in my, I guess you could call it maturity as a business owner, because I realized that sometimes there was no place for emotions to be present during a situation. And I would really have to suppress them in order to function and be able to solve problems from a more creative place. And that led me to learn a few techniques that would help me regulate my nervous system in the moment so that I could be able to finesse any situation with tact and creativity without denying or suppress what I was feeling. And part of this too really is knowing if you're a sensitive person or not. And a lot of people who are practitioners, healthcare providers, teachers, coaches, A lot of them are empaths and a lot of people who are entrepreneurs that have the whole heart-centered, soul-led business are normally very highly sensitive people. And I know for me, knowing my human design type was pivotal in this arena of my growth because as a projector with an open sacral center, I have to know when enough is enough and then call it. So one of the reasons that I did get burned out years ago and... I talk about this in my last episode because I never knew when enough was enough when it came to my body. I was taking on other people's energy. So for example, you know, I do things like take on my partner's schedule of eating and sleeping and I would burn out very quickly because I wouldn't recognize my own native resources that I had available to me. Like I said, I'm a projector and he's a manifesting generator. So I was taking on his energy And the reason I didn't recognize my own native resources was because I would also wake up and blow through every morning without paying attention to how I felt and what was going on in my body. I would just get up, coffee would be the first thing to touch my lips, then get myself into this artificial state so quickly and just go straight into grinding at work. So knowing how sensitive I am and how much energetic capacity I have available within me was crucial. And sometimes even going to bed early would be seen as an affront, (laughs) you know, would be seen as an affront that I didn't want to spend time with family, that I didn't want to nurture my relationship. And that couldn't be further from the truth. I was actually going to sleep so that I could be a less irritable, more tolerable, (laughs) and loving human being the next day. So it's really the key in getting to a place, you know, where you can manage stressful situations, right, is knowing your energetic capacity. And that way you can be in a more relaxed state without getting overly anxious or shutting down. And I will say this, that suppressing emotions, not processing them, coming back to them at a later time is almost like trying to push a beach ball underwater. 
So while there were situations where I did have to suppress my emotions, and there still are, you know, I acknowledge them. I give myself a little bit of an energetic pivot in the moment, but then I come back to process my day and allow myself to decompress. So if I need to cry, I cry. If I need to just lay down flat and do nothing, then I do that, right? I clear my field. I'll take an Epsom salt bath with baking soda, right? But more importantly, I look to see how or why I became emotional in that moment, right? I ask myself, why did what trigger me trigger me, right? Was it warranted? Because also, as an accomplished Latina, I have been mentally or emotionally assaulted directly and indirectly for no reason other than people feeling superior. So I also look to see if there's some type of inner childhood wound that needs to be healed, right? Which, let me tell you, is a rabbit hole all in itself, right? If you know, you know. So there are some ways that you can process your emotions using in the moment practices because what you resist will persist and even though you can push them aside for the moment it's crucial to make sure that they're fully processed and that you still don't have bad feelings about whatever situation you went through because ladies and gentlemen drum roll that is what can cause this underlying subconscious chronic stress that will drain and take a toll on your adrenal glands We don't want to push anything aside. Now, one practice that I love doing in the moment is called a quick coherence technique. And it's a practice that I learned through the HeartMath Institute while taking a HeartMath coaching course. And it's something that you can do to relieve stress and stop emotions from draining you in the moment, like frustration, irritation, anxiety, anger, anything that gets you unbalanced or feeling some type of way. And it gets you into the more balanced state. In the midst of the problem, you can access creativity, your intuition, and your higher level decision-making functions of your brain, which is what we're trying to achieve here. So this is from the HeartMath Institute. Like I said, I'll drop a link in the show notes if you are not familiar with them. But I love using the inner balance device, which actually helps me to regulate my nervous system by increasing my heart rate variability. So it's not just like a health tracker. It's an actual like a, it's a workout for your nervous system. And the quick coherence technique is two steps. Now, step one is where you induce what we call heart focused breathing. So you just focus your attention in the area of your heart. Imagine your breath is flowing in and out of your heart, in your chest area, and you want to breathe just a little bit slower and deeper than usual. What I recommend is breathing through your nose and into your belly and actually having your belly expand. Now, step two is activate a positive feeling. So as you're focusing your attention on your heart area and changing your breathing pattern, you want to make a sincere attempt to experience a regenerative feeling of appreciation, right? Or care for someone in your life or something in your life. This will also help oxytocin start flowing. So you think about your dog, your kids, your spouse. Think about something and do this for 60 seconds. Make sure it's something that makes you genuinely feel appreciation and focus on that feeling. Now, this is obviously when you only have about 60 seconds available to do this, like 
respond to an email, return a phone call, return a text message, reply back to a hater on social media. It's obviously not when you're actively in a conversation. Just give this a quick try in the moment and then you might find that you're able to respond from a better place and your response will be better too. And you know, this sounds really simple, but if you actually put in the effort to do it, it will change you. It will change your emotional state. So sometimes people think that we need all these crazy, complicated, high-level solutions to our problems, but a solution can be as simple as this. There's been a ton of research behind the techniques that the HeartMath Institute has created. So what you want to do is make sure that you actually put in the energy of intention behind it for this to work for you. Now, if you don't have 60 seconds, I get it. Like if you're literally in the midst of a conversation and you can't stop to breathe for a minute because you'll look crazy, what you can do is just slow your breathing. That's it. Just control your breathing because when you control your breath and you breathe in and out through your nose only, so close your mouth, you'll be activating your vagus nerve and that will help you regulate your nervous system. So you can respond from a more calm place feeling safe, right? Because in the midst of confrontation, you may not be feeling safe and you won't feel like you're in this heightened fight or flight. And if you just do step one, when you stretch your diaphragm, you'll physically activate that vagus nerve. So it's not like a woo-woo concept that I'm talking about here. There's actual physical and tangible things happening here. Well, I'm a big fan of doing all the inner work and energetic work around emotional intelligence and how to manage my emotions when stressful situations come up. I'm also a big fan of leveraging our body, right? It's a gateway, a portal, if you will, into our higher self. And the nervous system is like the translator and the messenger between our physical and energetic bodies. So why not leverage that to help us during stressful situations and times? Because you know, in entrepreneurship, there are going to be lots of them. And just when we think things are going great, sometimes things come from left field to sideline us. But it's how we handle all of the unexpectedness that goes on that helps you sustain your success in the long run. This is the concept of success longevity. It's a marathon and the body keeps score. The body knows how many times you've been stressed out. And if you are chronically putting yourself into a state of stress, spiking your cortisol level over and over again, putting your adrenals into states of dysfunction. And if so, you are most certainly going to feel the effects of that stress, especially when you get to whatever finish line you're running to. I honestly feel that nervous system regulation, regulating our hormones and our biochemistry is really going to be the new stress management for entrepreneurs in the future. Because if you Google search or ask ChatGPT, like I said about stress management and entrepreneurs, a lot of the answers out there are still sleep, meditation, vacations, and This is the thing, not only is there evolution of entrepreneurs who are starting businesses doing the thing that they love, but also with that is how we perceive and manage the stress of life, right? We don't want any more band-aid solutions, ladies and gentlemen. We're going for the root cause of fixing all the issues. All right, my friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, sending the highest of vibes your way. Are all the pieces starting to come together? You were built for this. 
let's keep the life and business longevity buzz going over in my Facebook group called Sustain Your Success for Lucrative Ladies. And if you found any value in this episode, I would love if you left me a review so that I can help other women just like you. I just want you to know that this podcast is for educational informational purposes only and solely as a self-help tool for your own use. Even though I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor and I am not providing medical, psychological or nutrition therapy advice. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat any health problems or illnesses without consulting your own medical practitioner. Always seek the advice of your own medical practitioner and or mental health provider about your specific health situation.